Richard Calmer's Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friends. Oh, Blackie, I'm glad you're here. I couldn't do a thing with it. That's all right, Mary. Maybe I can do something. I was worth it. Hello, Shorty. Anything I can do? Be a nice boy, Shorty. Nice and quiet. Oh, sure, boy. Mary, what's this girl's name? I don't know. She won't tell me. Oh, look, Miss, uh, whatever your name is. Oh, please, please, I want to die. Can't you let me alone? Look, nothing can be as bad as all that. Please let me go. When you're all right, we'll let you go. I'm all right now. Jump out the window again? Oh, no. Please, I want to die. I have to die. Won't you tell us your name? No. Look in a purse, Mary, and see if you can find a name and address. All right. You don't understand either one of you. We understand perfectly. Why, we want to help you. No one can help me. Why, it's a beautiful bird. Ooh, no wonder. It's a hazel. What about identification? Oh, well, well, there doesn't seem to be much of anything in it. Uh, this card. Let's see it. There's a name written on it in pencil. Oscar Wolf. Oh, yes. Hey, Paul. Look, uh, Miss, uh, what's your name? Uh, are you Mrs. Oscar Wolf? No. If you must know my name, it's Larson. Mrs. Janice Larson. Boy, boy. Just a minute, Shorty. Look, Mrs. Larson, what's your connection with Oscar Wolfe? He's the reason that I... that I... <laughs> In words, then, he's making trouble for you. That guy, Wolf makes trouble for everybody, boy. You know it, Shorty? That's what I've been trying to tell you. Please let me go, will you? Uh, not yet. Uh, try to keep it quiet, will you, Mary? Oh. Shorty, how do you happen to know Oscar Wolfe? Well, I guess I shouldn't have said nothing, Blackie, but me and my pals are going to take care of Wolf our own way. Now, wait a minute, Shorty. You know better than to get in trouble again. Yeah. What me and my pals are figuring out doing to this Wolf ain't no trouble, boy. That's a pleasure. You let me handle Wolf for you. No, no, no. Thanks, boy. Where can I see him, Shorty? Now, look, please, boy, stay away from him, look, will you? Uh, Mrs. Lawson, maybe you'll be able to tell me where I can get in touch with Mr. Wolf. I can't tell you. 
about, Shorty? You. Oh, Blackie, do I have to? What's his address? Well, uh, got an office in a hollow building. Number 2121. But that's just the front. Thanks, Shorty. And Mrs. Larson, cheer up. When I find out what's behind that front, I'll be back. Take a letter to, uh, Mr. Robert Hyman. Uh, dear Mr. Hyman, how are you? I am fine. Um, I am fine, period, semicolon. <laughs> it's not a regular professional. Let's see how it comes back. So you push the textbook needle back. So... I've been buzzing you on the inner office phone for a whole minute. Couldn't you hear me? Was that what the buzzing was, Mr. Wolf? I'm sorry. Listen, we're having a visitor in a few minutes. Yeah? Boston Blackie. Yeah? He phoned from downstairs. He's on his way up. Yeah? Do you have to answer yeah, yeah to everything I say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't know why Boston Blackie suddenly wants to see me, but I have a good idea. Probably found out what we're up to. Yeah. All right, maybe Blackie knows nothing, so no rough stuff unless it's necessary. And when you say the word, Mr. Wolf, I'm going to let you decide when and if this Blackie needs your attention. When he comes in, send him right into my office. You sit here at your desk and listen in through the inter-office telephone. Understand? Sure. And don't take time off to play with that dictaphone. Nah, listen in on you will be just as much fun. All right. If what Blackie talks to me about hits too close to home, you come into my office and get rid of him. Rough stuff, maybe, huh? Only if necessary. Understand? Yeah. That's probably Blackie on the hall now. Wait a minute, and then send him into my office. Yeah, Mr. Wolf. Come in. Is this Dr. Wolf's office? Yeah. I'm Boston Blackie. I just phoned and made an appointment with Mr. Wolf. Yeah, go right in. He's waiting for you. Thanks. Just do it right there. Thank you. Miss Wolf? Come in, come in. I'm Boston Blackie. And to what do I owe the pleasure of this visit? It may not be a pleasure, Wolf. You know, you look very familiar to me. I get out and around. I think you mean in and out, Wolf. In and out of jail. I've never been in jail. Not under the name of Oscar Wolf. What do you mean? I came here with the idea that I was going to talk to a semi-legitimate businessman about some clients of his. I didn't know I was going to talk to you. You don't have clients. You have victims. Well, go ahead. Look, Wolf. I don't know what your racket is, but that's only because I haven't bothered to check into it yet. Is this the beginning of a threat? That depends on you. It might only be a warning. But leave certain friends of mine alone, or I'll not only break your racket, but your neck along with it. I don't know what you're talking about. But you know what I mean, don't you? You propose violence to put an end to my business. And to you too, Wolf. Are you suggesting, Blackie, that you'll go so far as to... to kill me? Why not? Nobody miss you except the people your death would make happy. You entertain rather morbid thoughts. I'm the entertaining type. 
But don't let these friends of mine have any more trouble with you, Wolf. That's all I've got to say. I still don't know what... Yes, Jim? Yes, he is. But I think he's leaving. Yes, I guess I am. Goodbye, Blackie. If I were you, I'd keep hoping this is goodbye. Well, Peter, I'm glad you didn't forget to listen in on the inner office phone. did more than that, Mr. Wolf. And not only listen, I took down everything he said on a dictaphone. Won't you ever stop playing with that dictaphone? Of course, it was fun. Now I got something else to listen to besides the dictaphone coming back to me. All right. Where's the guy who calls himself Jatum? Uh, here, Inspector Friday, here. You want to talk to me, huh? Yeah. When you came into this office this morning, you find your boss's body, huh? Yeah. Did you know Oscar Wolf was really Teddy Pascal? It was Mr. Wolf. Hmm. You look dumb enough to believe that. Who's been gunning for him lately? Nobody. Come on, come on. A guy like Wolf has guys waiting for him in every corner. Who could have come in here and let Wolf have it? Oh. A man came in here yesterday and said he would like to kill Mr. Wolf. Know the man's name? Boston Blackie. Bo- no. No, I don't believe it. This is one time I won't be talked into thinking Blackie killed a guy. I have a decaphone record that talks back Blackie and Mr. Wolf. You better talk sense. You won't believe me? Listen. Play it, please. Now, listen. Are you suggesting, Blackie, that you'll go so far as to kill me? Why not? Nobody be you, except the people you are death would make happy. You had a tale of the morbid thoughts. Stop that thing. Good, Victor. That was Blackie talking, all right. This is one time Blackie's talked himself into a charge of murder. I don't think Wolf will bother you again, Shirley. Oh, me and the boys are seeing to that, Blackie. In fact, we uh, might have seen to it already. Huh? What does that mean? Oh, nothing, nothing, boy. Shorty, if you're up to anything, no. I'll... I'll get it. Probably the laundry. Uh, see if my fan pen's in the bedroom, will you, Shorty? I've been missing it. Oh, sure, boy. All right, all right, all right. Now, what do you... Hello, Blackie. Well, Inspector Faraday. I suppose I have to invite you in. I'll come in anyhow. I'm sure of that. I was just thinking about you. Oh, rather, I was thinking about absolutely nothing, and that's the same thing. Don't try any tricks now, Blackie. This time I've got you on a murder app, you'll never be. You're coming with me. Oh, no, not again. Put that gun away. Blackie, come back here. I'll shoot. Then go ahead and shoot. I'm going into the bedroom and lie down. I'm tired and mostly of you. Blackie, so help me open that door. I'll let you have it. Unlock that door, Blackie. I can hardly wait. Who did I kill this time, Inspector? Teddy Pascal, alias Oscar Wolf. Teddy Pascal, huh? You might have seen that face somewhere before. Oh, then you admit you went to see him. Sure I saw him. What did I do? Get to pay admission? You threatened to kill him, Blackie, and you're dead. Did that pop brain sidekick of his hear anything I said to Wolf? He not only heard it, wise guy, he made a recording of it, every word. That's why I'm taking you in for the murder of Oscar Wolf. Sorry, Inspector, but I have other plans. The only thing you'll be able to plan from now on is a jailbreak, chum, because I've got the goods on you this time. Oh, All right, Blackie, I gave you the warning to open that door. Blackie. Blackie! Yeah? Oh, what's the idea of scaring me like that? You know I missed on purpose. But next time I won't. And on purpose. Open up. Okay. That's better. Come out with your hands up. You know, you ain't done nothing, Inspector. Honestly. Sure, do you mean to tell me I've been talking to you? Yeah, me. Where's Blackie? Well, a minute ago, he all of a sudden got tired of conversing with you, and I tailed it out the back way. (laughs) 
Now back to Boston Blackie. When a woman who later identified herself as Janice Larson tried to commit suicide, she was stopped by Mary Wesley, Boston Blackie's girlfriend. Blackie discovered that a man named Oscar Wolf was the cause of the woman's difficulties. Wolf, it seems, had also been making trouble for Shorty, Blackie's longtime friend. So Blackie saw Wolf, threatened him, and left. Later, Wolf was found dead. When Inspector Faraday began to investigate, he found that Wolf's assistant had made a recording of the conversation between Wolf and Blackie. Faraday went to Blackie's apartment to make an arrest, but Blackie escaped. It is late the same afternoon, and Blackie is sitting on a park bench with Mary. What are you thinking about, Blackie? <laughs> Not what I ought to be thinking about at a time like this, in a place like this. You'll forgive me, won't you, Mary? Well, uh, all the same, we aren't just going to sit here and count ages, are we? No, no, no. I've been doing some thinking. About what? About what saps we were to fall for that Larson woman's story. On account of it, I, I, I've had to duck Faraday's cops for hours. But, Blackie, it seems so real. If the story she told was real, why isn't the woman real, too? There's no such person as Janice Lawson, the telephone book or city director. Well, then she just gave a false name under the circumstances. I don't blame her. She's tied up with Wolf's death. In fact, I have two theories about Wolf's murder. Two? Shorty and his underworld pals were considering some kind of action against Wolf. Oh, you don't think Shorty and his friends might have killed him? Well, I hope I'm wrong. But until I find Shorty, I have to think so. Yes, but you said you had two theories. My other guess is that Janice Lawson's attempt at suicide was a phony. And the beginning of a plot to frame me for Wolf's murder. Oh, darling, what makes you think so? Isn't it just a little more than coincidence that Oscar Wolf was killed a few hours after I threatened him? Well, yes. And isn't it peculiar that Wolf's dumb assistant makes a recording of everything I said? But you said he was just like an overgrown kid with a new toy. Well, all I know is Faraday's going to hunt through this town till he finds me if he has to start using a vacuum cleaner. And I have to find Mrs. Lawson... Before he finds me. Blackie, Mrs. Larson had a Hazelton purse. Oh, that certainly helps. Well, of course it does, silly. Hazelton purses are custom made by the B.J. Hazelton Company. I don't think they make more than 40 or 50 a year. Say, if we can describe Mrs. Larson's purse, the Hazelton Company might tell us where we can get a hold of her. I should think so. Well, come on. Now, let's get down to Hazelton's. You may have the answer there, Oh, Blackie, Mary. you think so? If we can get some information on the bag, this thing may be in the bag. <laughs> Fourth floor, please. So far, so bad, huh, Blackie? Well, we found out from Hazelton that just two people bought a bag like the one we described, not 20. Yes, but the first one we went to see wasn't our Mrs. Larson. Then this has got to be. What if it isn't? Well, let's not even think about that. Here we are, apartment 411. Cross your fingers, Mary. This is better be it. They've crossed the hard day, Luke. Ring the buzzer. What a wonderful way to spend a beautiful Wednesday evening. Yes? We'd like to speak to the lady of the house. She isn't in. Hey, don't close the door just yet. We'll come in and wait. She's out of town. She won't be back for a month. Thanks. In that case, we won't wait. Oh, Blackie, what are we going to do? I don't know. Well, come on. Maybe we'd better go back and ask to see a picture of that woman. Say, Mary, did it seem to you that that maid at the door was nervous? Yes, I noticed that. She should be. 
She's the woman we're looking for. She's Janice Lawson. Blackie, you're right. Of course you are. I wondered why she almost closed the door as soon as she saw her. But I got a good look at her before she did. And I see now how she got her expensive clothes in that Hazelton purse. She borrowed them from the woman who lives in that apartment. And she picked your building and your floor to stage a suicide. She was hired by someone planning to kill Wolf. The whole thing is a frame. But then Shorty didn't kill Mr. Wolf. Shorty may still be mixed up in this some way. Hey, let's go back and talk to that maid. Oh, no. No, no. I'm leaving her alone until tomorrow night. Tomorrow night? Thursday? Thursday, my sweet. That's maid night out. Hi, Blackie. Get in the car, Mary. Too bad you didn't get back sooner. I was just listening to the police on the radio. Guess what? After two days, they're still looking for me. I'm so surprised. Move over. Convenient instruments, auto radios. Oh. The maid is in that drugstore, and she's doing just what you thought, Blackie. She's telephoning. She knows that we've been following her. Close the door. She may come out in a minute and drive off. I got close enough to the telephone booth to hear part of what she was saying. She's going out to meet her friends, and she has told them that you were following her. Well, this is working out better than I thought. Oh, Blackie, no, it isn't. They apparently told her to let you follow her. I've set a trap for you. Perfect. I'll ride right into it. Oh, no, Blackie, no, you can't. No, I'm pretty sure I can. Don't you see, Mary? If that maid is leading me into a trap, she also is leading me to Oscar Wolfe's killer. And also to an early grave. Maybe, but cemeteries are so pretty this time of year. Oh, Blackie, they'll be waiting for you. You don't know when or where. And now that they know you suspect them, there's no telling what they'll do to you. Look, Mary, I- I'm glad you're worried about me. I-, I wouldn't like it any other way. But unless I follow this girl, I'll have Faraday following me the rest of my life. Now, that's a repulsive thought. Well, if you must trail this girl, then call the inspector and have him go with you. Mary, if I called Faraday, I'd have to go with him. But you're right about the danger. Honey, I think I'd better solo from here on. But Blackie, please, please, will you get Faraday? Why do you think I left my own car at home and rented this cream-colored jalopy? I don't want Faraday near me. Please don't do this, darling. Honey, I have to. Now, be a good girl and go home. I'll call you as soon as I have this thing cleared up. Oh, Blackie, you're, you're such a fool. Go ahead, Mary. Please a fool, then, huh? Out. I'll say I'm getting out. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, my purse, I dropped it. Oh, you dropped your purse? Wait a minute, I'll come around and pick it up I for you. I can pick up my own purse, thank you. Well, better do it quickly, then. Our girlfriend, the maid, is coming out of the drugstore. Blackie, please, will you change your mind and, and call Faraday? Not a chance. I won't call him, and he has no way of finding me. No? If I were you, Blackie, I wouldn't be quite so sure. <laughs> Brother, another red light. Give me a lift, bud. Sorry, Thanks. I'm a... Don't yell for no cops or this gun will go off in your middle. Well, you came along sooner than I thought you would. You got to go, light. Get going. Sure. Okay, where to? Just keep following that car. With pleasure. And with me. Crossroads. I got a gun on you, see? I'd rather watch the rose and the rod. Jokes. Glad you told me. And it's a cop car in back of it. He can't warn us, but don't give him no signals when he passes. Signals? You mean like dropping my handkerchief? Hey, step on a brake. That cop is cutting the door. How unfortunate. Hey, what is this? What is it? We have company. Okay, Blackie. Don't try any tricks. 
I got a gun on you. Inspector Faraday. Why, everybody has a gun on me, even my little playmate here. Grab him on the other side, Monahan. Got him. Let you go with me. I got a permit. Sure, sure. Come on, Blackie. You and your partner are going down to headquarters. Not till I finish what I started. You were finished when you killed Oscar Wolf. I didn't kill Wolf, and thanks to you, my one clue to Wolf's real killer got away. No, Starling. Come on. Look, Faraday. Give me 60 seconds alone in this car with my pal here, and I'll find out who Wolf's killer really is. And have you drive away? Nothing doing. All right, here. Here are the keys to this car. Ignition and everything. I don't know why I listen to you, Blackie. Because if you don't, you won't know anything. Let me out of here. Oh, no, pal. <laughs> oh, no. You and I are going to sit here and play patty cake. Uh, Faraday, you and Monahan take a little walk, will you? What are you going to do? Give my pal here 20 seconds to tell me where I can find Wolf's killer. What if he won't talk? He'll talk, Faraday. Or it'll be a week before he can move his jaw again. <laughs> That mug said Wolf's killer was at 47 Willow Street, and this is 47 Willow Street. All right. Let's open the door. How did you do that? It was extremely difficult. I turned the knob. Wait a minute. The adhesive tape is coming off my knuckles. <laughs> my pal's jaw was a little hard. Look, if that door was unlocked, we're not on the trail of any killer. A killer doesn't hide out in an unlocked house. He may have been expecting someone, you know. You? Yes. He expected me to be following a girl named Janice Lawson. Who is she? The girl I was following. And not for the reason you think. She probably screamed when she heard the siren on your car. Janice! Shh, shh. What did I tell you? The voice came from that room there. Let's go. Not so fast. Janice! Unless he thinks it's Janice, he may duck out the back way. Come on. Up to the door, quick. Who's there? It's Janice! Okay, Faraday, let's go. All right, don't move. Hey, what is this? Hey, Faraday, look who's here. It's Jeter, Oscar Wolf's secretary. Oh. Hey, Inspector Faraday. Well, aren't you going to say hello to me? Or did you expect me to arrive with less official company? What's this guy got to do with killing Wolf? Check on Wolf and you'll find he was the boss of a very high-paying racket. I've already checked. He was hijacking drugstore supplies and selling them to anybody who'd take a chance. And this guy, Jeter, wanted to boss the racket himself. He's too dumb for that. I wouldn't hurt Mr. Wolf. It was nice to him. Don't start putting on that act again, Jeter. No dope could have planned to frame me into Wolf's killing as well as you did. First, you sent that Lawson girl up to Mary's apartment house to pretend suicide. Then to tell me a phony story so I'd come down to see Wolf. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I do. When I felt the trick, you made a recording of everything I said to Wolf. It was just about cinched the case against me. When what you had on that record sounded like condemning evidence against me, you shot and killed Wolf. You don't make any sense. It seemed kind of funny to me that you'd have a record of Blackie's voice with two pats. I don't say this proves you killed Wolf, but you're coming to headquarters for questioning. Don't yell, Jeter. Just say, come in. Let's get behind the door, Inspector. Quick. Uh, come in. Awful this happened. Blackie stopped following me and I had a duck in the Who house. are you? What do you mean, who am I? You owe me $500. I've never seen you before in my life. You never saw me before. You hired me to put on an act in that apartment building for you so you could get Boston Blackie into your boss's office. That's it, Bernie. You fool, why didn't you keep your mouth shut? All right, lady. You too, Jeter. You're coming down to headquarters. Still only for questioning, Inspector? For answering, Blackie, to a charge of murder. I know when I've found my man. My congratulations, Inspector, for the brilliant way you found him. You seem 
very happy tonight, Blackie. I'm a little puzzled, though, Mary, and worried. Worried? About uh, Shorty? No, 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 I found Shorty. He and his friends had nothing to do with Wolf's death. And the reason I couldn't find Shorty before is that he was looking for me. Well, then what are you worried about? The way Faraday managed to find me when I was trailing the maid's car. He's getting too smart. Oh, um... Oh, oh, Blackie, I'm afraid I have a confession to make. A confession? Uh-huh. You remember when I accidentally dropped my purse? Accidentally? Well, it wasn't accidentally. I dropped it so that I could use my lipstick to write the word Blackie on that nice cream-colored car of yours. You mean I drove down the street with the word Blackie written on the side of my car in lipstick? Sure. Don't you like Blackie in lipstick? Well, <laughs> maybe, Mary, but that's getting it the hard way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>